Welcome to another episode of the Daily Grind Podcast. Well, howdy, y'all, and welcome to another episode of the Daily Grind with your co-host, John and Carla. Good morning, Daily Grind. Carla here, checking in. So we are here to help you brew your brain, sharpen your wit. We'll give you a rundown on interesting historical events, today's dates, and some random musings just to help you get those brain gears turning this morning. And then I'll leave a few thoughts on your walk with Jesus. So again, thanks for joining us, and let's get this show on the road. Carla, good morning. Happy Friday, December 8th. Happy Friday. I'm so happy. First whole week in December down. That much closer to Christmas vacation. That it is 17 days till Christmas, which means realistically 16 shopping days to get your stuff done if you're dragging your feet. Yeah. Yeah. That would be me. (laughs) So Me too. On this date in 1952 on CBS, I Love Lucy. Oh acknowledged their pregnancy on TV for the first time with the announcement of me and my husband are about to have a blessed event. Oh my goodness. A blessed event. Okay. And on this date in 2013, Metallica performed a show in Antarctica. What? Making them the first band to perform on all seven continents. Oh, wow. I know. That, that, they pulled some strings. <laughs> yes. To go. Okay. I bet that was a big, exciting thing for those scientists stuck Don't down there. <laughs> what? A concert? I don't care who it is. John Lennon was shot by Mark David Chapman outside his home oh. in New York City. I remember that. Actually. Yes. And on this date, December 8th, 1991, the Soviet Union dissolved. I remember that clearly. Yeah, that was a thing that if you had told me in 1988 even that that was going to happen, I would have said there's no way. Yeah. So December 8th is, it's the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. Okay, that's worth celebrating. It's National Brownie Day. Up with a brownie. (laughs) I think that's what you have (laughs) for dessert. At a, your feast of the Immaculate okay. Conception. <laughs> it's National Christmas Tree Day. Oh, I love it. And it's National Pretend to Be a Time Traveler Day. Okay, I'm going to have to think about that one, but <laughs> I can do it. Oh. There you go. And now it's that time on the Daily Grind to sharpen your wit. U.S. President 35, John Fitzgerald Kennedy was the youngest man elected to the office. He was 43 years old when he was elected president. All right. However, with the assassination of President McKinley, Roosevelt, at 42, became the youngest president in the nation's history. I was not aware. Okay. I know. Now I know. Now you know. Never underestimate, Carla, the power of very stupid people in large groups. No, I don't. Believe me. <laughs> oh, You know, in science fiction, it always seems that humans are the one race whose goal is to get along with every other race. Yes. But in nonfiction, humans can't ever get along with themselves. Not even with humans. <laughs> Not yeah. even with... Just for some perspective, the career 
of being an Elvis impersonator has been around <laughs> longer than Elvis's entire career. Whoa. How about that? Uh, the Beatles album, Help. Yes. If you can, do you know what that album cover looks like? They're all uh, wearing their little black hats and vests <coughs> and have semaphore flags. I do not recognize this. So Google it. But if you okay. look at help, it looks like, hey, they're all doing semaphore. And you would think the album is called help that they would have spelled help. But what they actually spell in semaphore is N-U-V-J. Because the photographer thought it looked better. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> Fake news. There you oh, go. Oh, no. <gasps> in 1972, D. Hampton of the Atlanta Falcons vowed that he would hit the 1,000-yard rushing mark before the end of the season. And so on the very last game, with a few seconds left to play, run and hit 1,000 yards. They stopped the game. He received a standing ovation. He was given the game ball. And then in the next play, he was tackled oh, no. for a loss and <gasps> ended the season with 995 yards. No. <laughs> it ain't over. Till it's, Till it's over. over. But for one moment in time. <laughs> oh no. Oh, that's crazy. Poor guy. Oh. So here's just people that are out there doing your last minute Christmas shopping online. Here is just a suggestion. If you do not have a email provider that allows you to have pseudo email addresses, what you can do when you give a company your information, always make the company name your middle name so that you'll know who it is that sold your information to somebody else. Oh, what a good idea. There you go. The Daily Grind, working for you, trying to make your life better. <laughs> okay. Well, Carla, have a great weekend. Have I a good Friday. intend to, and I hope you do, and I hope all y'all do. Yes. And just take a moment. I know we're all counting down days until the holidays, thinking about shopping, thinking about schedules with families. But I, my hope would be that all of us would just never forget the real reason for this season. And it is the life God offers us through Jesus Christ. Amen. And that we wouldn't lose sight of that and all of the chaos that can be involved in a holiday season. So true anyway kiddo thanks have a great week and i will see okay. you next week Alrighty. on the daily grind okay. bye everybody now it's that time on the daily grind to enrich your faith and it's friday which means and so now we're going to be looking at a little bit of just god's story how he has set up his people and where that points to and so we're going to be in genesis looking really at god's promise to bless all nations through his people. But who are his people? Genesis 12, verses 1 through 9, Genesis 15, and chapter 17, verses 1 through 13. Oh, well, so, so let me just open up my brand new Bible. <laughs> yes. Ladies and gentlemen, listening viewers, or no, not viewers, listeners, um, I have the Amplified Bible. That was gifted to me by John. Um, so thank you all for all the support for sending him emails. <laughs> but this was an early Christmas gift, and I'm super excited. I actually have a, a physical book. Can you hear the pages? Hold on. 
Oh, this is awesome. Daily Grind Nation. And what did you tell me, Marissa? You go, hey, I know that verse, but you go, uh, I think you're not using that in context. I know. I was like, and somebody I, quoted it right away. And I was like, I go, I read Matthew, but that's not what that meant. Oh, I, that just, that is so awesome. I mean, I would, because there are so many people who just hear somebody quote a verse and go, oh, okay. But I, context everything and you nailed that so i love it that's good so we're gonna jump in this is the story of abraham started out as abram so tell me so reading that story overall first impressions what struck you what did you see in that kind of stuff basically it's god is calling abram Mm -hmm. not abraham abram to leave his home which he at least ends up changing it to abraham they travel to canaan why but i'm listening to you because you're telling me to listen to you to talk about trust and that's what i got from the first chapter you really nailed it just for context things in his life took place between 2100 bc and 1900 bc 2100 bc 1900 bc which would put him at the early early just beginning of the bronze age Interesting. I'm already asking. Or, or actually, maybe right before the Bronze Age. But anyway, yeah, ask a question. So, so the Bronze Age, does that mean like bronze was discovered? Typically, now, historians may come in and go, John, stick to agronomy. But what, what, <laughs> what we're really, when, when they talk about those ages, it was really kind of what technology, what use, and the, the ability to forge Metal was a huge jump forward in technology to be able to have bronze weapons. Because before, okay. Abraham is using things that are probably flint, obsidian, and then a little bit later in history, they'll develop bronze. And then the next big leap forward is being able to uh, forge different metals, and it's the Iron Age. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Abraham is in the land of Ur okay. uh, with his family. There were people in that time, who worshipped God, a supreme God. Now, there were obviously a lot of people who had all kinds of gods for everything. You know, God for the rain, God for the crops, God for the dirt, you know, whatever. Supreme God. So his God's names at those times are probably going to be El Shaddai or El Hohim, you know, that God Almighty, the Almighty God, the supreme God. But what they didn't have is a sacred text. So they didn't have scrolls. They didn't have the Bible. They didn't have, you know, a Torah. They just had, you know, what people would tell each other of stories. And there there weren't necessarily to God at that time any kind of buildings or so it wasn't like a synagogue or a church or a mosque or any of that kind of stuff. But yet people worship because there was a practice of going, hey, here's how we acknowledge God because it is through this practice of building altars Mm -hmm. and making sacrifice as an act of worship as an act of seeking forgiveness and also prayer and so abraham probably is in that environment we don't know how devout or whatever his family is but you said it god he's praying one time apparently and god answers him i would think that would be a little unnerving probably Mm-hmm. And he says to Abram, leave your family, get all your stuff together, 
and go to a place that I will show you. He didn't tell him the destination. He just said, no. you head out and I will get you there. Um, <clears throat> and so you said it. That is a lot of trust and faith. Well, think of it this way. I mean, my husband, he always tells me, he's like, Mighty said, come here real quick. I go, why? He's like, just come here. I don't even trust him to go over there. <laughs> Tell me why. Why am I coming over there? Why am I going over there? <laughs> why are you calling me from the bed over to the other room? <laughs> he promises to bless him and make him a great nation. And, you know, and he responds in obedience. I love the way you said it. I mean, that really is kind of our journey. And I think sometimes it's why we want God to say, Tell me where this is going to end in the whole story. But if he did that, you know what I wouldn't do? I wouldn't trust him for any of it. I'd figure out how to make it happen. Yeah. So he's heading out and he has quite a bit of stuff. Yeah. He also, so he does take his wife. Is it uh, Sarai? Yes. So he takes Sarai and, at this time. And Lot. And he takes his nephew uh, and, and all of his household and all of his servants and all of his sheep and all of his camels. I mean, it's like a big, like, so it's not just like, Oh, Hey, Marcy and I load up the camper and head out. This is like a full on caravan. This is a huge, like small community that is moving out with Abraham. And Abram's 75. And he's old. Yeah. And what does he not have? He's got a wife, he's got a nephew, he's got all kinds of livestock, got all kinds of servants, but he does he not has, have any... It's like he has no internet. He has no internet. <laughs> he and has he, no He has no sons, no kids. Yeah, he has no, he has no children of any kind. Yeah, he and, he and Sarai, Abram, Sarai, Baron, he's 75, and God says, but I'm going to make you the of, of a nation. And to okay. me, that's nearly a bigger step of faith. And that's when then, we get to chapter 15. Hold on. Yeah, going to some place you don't know. Yeah, so let's, yeah, you got anything else to talk about in 12? No, that's the, the main things of that was, the things I noticed is that he's 75 years old. Yep. He leaves with his nephew Lot and his wife. And they literally are, I say blindly, but they are just going like, God is telling me to go this way. And they the we'll know when we get there. And so it's just having faith and following his guidance. That's, I'm yeah. telling you, that's trust. I literally, my husband says, come here. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> so okay. chapter 15, here is where uh, God makes um, a covenant, which I learned from the last time we spoke was that it's like a, a extra special promise or agreement. Yeah. And yeah, so um, with uh, Abraham. And so God tells him that, uh, his uh, descendants, which I guess that means children. Yeah. Well, that means yeah. children. Yeah. Um, as kids, numerous as the stars in the sky. And yeah. that his wife and him, um, even though they're old and don't have kids, he's saying, I'm going to give you kids. Um, God counts his faith um, as being uh, righteous. And then um, I guess on this one, it's just, <laughs> this is where God promises something when everything seems impossible because oh, he, he he's like old yes yes god's promises make no sense based on abraham's circumstances no i mean none and but you nailed it i love <laughs> how you pulled it out there in that verse god says abram i am going to count you i'm going to consider you as right 
before me, righteous. Like you are in right standing in a relationship with me. And it's not because of anything you have done. It is because you have believed. The New Testament says that what puts us in a right relationship with God is faith, not works. You can't, you know, it's not, uh, I got to be good enough. It's like Abraham believed God and God said, that's what makes you right with me. It's what makes you righteous. Yeah, but it, they don't make any sense. None. Yeah, I mean, and it kind of confused me on that because, you know, Abraham's talking to God and saying, you know, you haven't given me any kids. I'm childless. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's all, to me, it's like, oh, no, no, no. I'm going to get you some kids. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to do that. I got a plan. Like, you just settle down. And he's going, I'm nearly 100. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, my wife old like you know let's face it she's probably lived more years postmenopausal than she was fertile i mean you know so is she about the same age as him then yeah probably maybe a little younger yeah but not i mean a little younger but but not yeah they're both old they're both like it is like this there's no way this should happen you said it. it's just you know that your descendants are going to be like the stars in the sky. Like you, you can't even count them. Now there's some of that that is literal. And some of it's really kind of poetic because ultimately you're on this journey of faith and I'm somebody who believes, which means that we are considered in a spiritual sense descendants of abram so when he says your descendants it was like yes your actual biological descendants but also everybody else that's gonna respond to god in faith because god's really saying to him i'm gonna bless you but it's not just for your sake i'm gonna bless you so that you can be a blessing the things i'm gonna set up and do in your life abraham are for people beyond just you know your tribe and your family it's going to be that the whole world is going to be blessed by you and that's a heavy duty promise too i mean yeah god dropped some heavy heavy promises here on abraham yeah i i was kind of confused on um nine through 12 so it's a or eight through 12 it's when abram says you know lord how will I know what I shall inherit? And then if it's the large he, that's God, right? That's yes. Yeah. Right. Capital, okay. capital capital H. H. Yeah. So he's like, bring to me a heifer three years old, a she goat three years old, a ram three years old, a turtle dove and a young pigeon. So I, I don't understand. Like, what was the point of this whole part? So in, in that time, the way that people worship is through altars and sacrifice and it's really what seals this covenant. Okay. And and so it is kind of, it's a little gory, but it's how kind of things were, is that come out in a little bit later in the story too. But he says, so I'm going to give you some instructions. And Abram says, okay, I will do that. I'm going to do these things. Vision. And he's, it's natural that he's kind of doubting. I mean, who wouldn't? And he's kind of going, man, I need some understanding here, you know? And he goes into this deep sleep you know, mm-hmm. and it comes over him and the Lord says for 400 years, your descendants will be strangers in a country, not their own. 
and they'll be enslaved and mistreated. <laughs> but I, you know, and and so he's talking about his descendants and all this stuff's going to happen to him, and he still doesn't have a kid yet. Oh my gosh, this sounds like such a vengeful god. Like he's saying, he's like, "Don't worry, I'm going to give you some land, but for 400 years they're going to suffer." Mm-hmm. And so it says that day the Lord made a covenant with Abram, and He said, "To your descendants I will give this land." Which leads us to chapter 17. That gets us to 17. So God changes Abram to Abraham. And then uh, he also changes his wife's name. Sarai. Yeah. So originally Abram is like honorable father and Sarai is princess. But he changes her name to Abraham and Sarah, which means father of nations and mother of nations like like you guys i'm i'm tell i'm naming you in a a way that is telling what i've promised you even though what do they not have yet they still don't have a kiddo (laughs) but god promised him a son yeah with sarah yep with sarah so um and then it gets a little gory here so it says establishes uh the circumcision as a sign of the covenant yeah i would be i would have been like could we not have a secret handshake or something? Yeah, and then but. this is basically, I, I feel that this is the the continued of God's promise and the importance of, of symbolism, maybe? I yeah, mean, it is. A, because yeah. it's a covenant? I mean, it's yes. saying, yeah. it's a commitment. There you go. That's, that's the word I'm looking for. It's the commitment to God. Mm-hmm. And this is circumcision as in like a circumcision, correct? <laughs> Yeah, there's, no, yeah, just, no just, 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 okay. just like today. Yeah, it's that whole okay. uh, removal sure. of the, the foreskin. <laughs> and, and so, and you got to think, Abraham, like, did that to himself. At 99 years old. <laughs> At 99 years old, with, with a stone knife. <laughs> I'm going, wow, you talk about faith? That is faith. So, yeah. uh, but it's not just him. Everybody in his house, like, it's like everybody's in on this deal. And you go, and it really says a lot about the kind of the trust and faith that people with Abraham had, because that's not an easy thing to go, okay, God told me we need to do something. I know. (laughs) And and they're all going. Faith, trust, and following God's plan. Yeah, and they're going, wait, are you sure he didn't tell you to be circumspect? Uh, like, like, could you could you have misheard him i don't know but that would be a mark and a sign and it's visible just like our faith should not be a thing that's we should be really set apart in a way so god makes those promises with him now eventually to isaac the, the one thing i would want to make note of too is what we said too that you know these promises they made no sense. No, but they're but and but they're so broad in their scope because they're like all nations, all the earth. But I think this is the the biggie to me though is that if you look at the promises, uh, the the promise wasn't about Abraham. It was all about God, which is why they nearly have to be. They don't make any sense, and they're so grand. Because if you look at, God says to Abraham, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. I will make you a blessing to others. 
I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. Mm-hmm. I will bless all the people of the earth through you. I mean, it's like, I don't know, eight or so times God in these things to Abraham, it's always him saying what I will do. And there was only one requirement necessary, you know, to set those in motions. And that was Abraham's faith that he had to go. You know, it wasn't up to him to work it out. He didn't have to figure it out. He didn't have to make it happen. He didn't have to try to, you know, bring them to pass. All he had to do was just go. And I think that's the the truth, I think, that we can take away into our lives when we think about things that God promises to us is that it's really up to him to bring them to pass. And it's up to us to act in faith and obedience, but not worry about the hows. Because our trust isn't in the how it's going to happen. It's in the who is going to be doing it. And I also think that it's interesting to contrast how and who, because they each of those three letter words contain the same letters, but it's all in how they're arranged. Absolutely. And who arranged it? I get it. And And who arranged it? Yeah. All right. So you got anything else out of that? pretty interesting story again you got to remember it's an ancient story like we would feel like we were on another planet if we traveled back in time and we're walking around with him it would be so foreign and it's so it's so hard not to just kind of read it with our experiences you know but to go wow and so when you think about even going to a place and they didn't have maps they didn't have compasses they like no they barely had the bronze age is barely writing isn't it yeah. Yeah, I had looked it up. Bronze Age. It's the development of writing, the rise of cities, and the formation of early civilization. Yeah. In ancient Greek and Meso- Mesopotamia. Me- yeah. So we're just going long, long time ago. I, I, I I'm curious because, um, like I said, we started off in, we started off in Psalms, and now we're in the Old Testament. Look at me. Mm-hmm. Um. I wonder what, how God appeared to them. Like, did he look like a, a light, a being? Was he just a whisper in the wind? I think God sometimes will send his messengers. He will send angels to talk to people. Oh, okay. Um, and it's funny because the, every angel that ever shows up and meets anybody has to say the same opening line to them. Don't be afraid. Oh, okay. Fear not, which means if your opening line to people is don't be afraid, it means that the creature that you have encountered is not human like because it doesn't is look like scary. You. Yeah, it's terrifying. <laughs> I mean, it is frightening. And we paint little pictures of chubby little angels, and it's like, no, angels are big scary spiritual like warrior things and and are you know they're terrifying because their greetings to everybody is don't be afraid yeah don't be afraid yep (laughs) and so so he sends messengers i think when he's communicating with abraham and like i said i think i don't know um is that god is spirit and i really think he is he is I don't know if Abraham's hearing a voice or he's hearing God speak to him in his thoughts. 
And I know that God's communicating sometimes to him in visions and in dreams, and he will reveal himself in different ways as we read through this story to people. He will, he will make different manifestations. Uh, and I think all this is ultimately going to point, though, because when you think about your descendants and through you and your line, I will bless the whole world. Ultimately, one of the descendants of uh, Abraham is going to show up on earth, you know, about 2,000 years later, named him Jesus. Mm. <laughs> and yeah. he said of himself, I've showed up so that you could really see what the father's like. Because if you've seen me, Jesus said, you've seen the father. And so he kind of says, a lot of people have all kinds of ideas and I want to show you what he's like. So, but that's a great question. Yeah. And some of it, we just don't know because the word misers in the old Testament don't fill in some blanks. They are just giving us these highlights. You want to go, but these are like real people with feelings and doubts and emotions and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, Oh man, I wish you could have put a little more time into that. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you really, if you really think about that though, think of something that you saw that was breathtaking. It's hard to describe it because you think everybody should have experienced that. Absolutely. Yeah. And you go, I could never do it justice because sometimes mm-hmm. because it is breathtaking, because it is awesome. You want to go, uh, words just aren't adequate. And it's like, it is the quintessential man. You had to be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I could kind of tell you about it, but it's not going to be the same. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know? Well, I, I think that's a good that's a good start on Abraham's life. All right, there we go. And, and we will we will pick up uh, in seventeen next Friday. We'll be looking at Isaac, and and if you thought there was some stuff going on in this story. When, when you read 17, uh, and that's a longer read through like 21. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to, I mean, I would say it won't hurt you. We're going to talk about 17 verses 15 to 21 and then chapter 21 verses 1 through 7. But 18, 19, and 20, and you could read those too. Yeah, you know. I'm probably going to. Yeah, just to um, read it. Just yeah. Because it's all part of the same story, correct? Mm-hmm. okay like these chapters are all in line yeah okay and i probably will but i'll be ready to talk about you know what we have but just week. yeah read the, and if you got questions out of 19 and that kind of stuff yeah we'll throw those in as well i was trying to give us some key points so that we could move through it in a way where we wouldn't go you know a year later we're still in genesis that's okay that's why we have every friday (laughs) so um yeah but we'll just do that marisa as always thank you for uh spending time with me on a friday morning oh no thank you and john thank you so much for my bibles i really (laughs) love them and like i actually turned pages and how cool was that (laughs) it is it is kind of different having a tactile experience with it though Mm mm-hmm so everybody in the day of the grind nation have a great weekend enjoy your friday if you want to keep up with us again i will put the verses that we covered today in the show notes but i'll go ahead and give the verses for next week in there too if you want to read ahead so that you'll be ready as we talk about isaac and god's promise to bless all the nations through his people uh, and what his story is going to be about
we just look forward to seeing everybody next week. So yeah, Monday daily grinds will start up and next Friday, Maurice and I will continue our walk through the story of God's people. So again, thanks Maritza and have a fantastic weekend. You too, sir. Uh, have you got all your Christmas shopping done? I've done zero Christmas shopping. <laughs> I'm a I'm a broke TCU student right now, so it's all going to <laughs> Just be encouraged and uh it takes some take some life lessons from Abraham that it is really 